Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everybody. Welcome to tonight's edition of Students for Better Future Radio. I'm your host, Doreen Finkel, and we are live. Again, hello, everybody. Welcome to tonight's edition of Students for a Better Future Radio. I'm your host, Doreen Finkel. And tonight, folks, we have what a, a loaded topic we're going to be talking about. Um, but before I get into that, I want to mention to you that this show is sponsored by the 501c3 nonprofit, studentsforabetterfuture.com. Um, and uh, it, it, we also have a human trafficking wing associated with it. It's called the Global Center for Justice on Human Trafficking. Um, we are definitely taking a stance on that stuff. Um, it's, in particular, it is very big in the United States, and it is connected to all of the Internet pornography that you see out on, on, on the web. And so um, before we actually get into um, tonight's topic and uh, which, which I'm going to introduce our guest coming up. Uh, I'm going to uh, put a few questions to you. And um, our group has done a lot of research on this topic. And um, tonight we're going to take this issue to see how pornography is affects your relationship and how it can possibly destroy your marriage. And um, I want to bring uh, bring your attention to this article here. Um, in 2004, testimony before the United States Senate, Dr. Jill Manning shared some interesting data regarding pornography and relationships. In her research, she had found that 56% of divorce cases involved one party having an obsessive interest in pornographic websites. And another source, the American Academy of Matrimonial Lawyers polled 350 divorce attorneys in 2003, where two-thirds of them reported that the Internet played a significant role in divorces with excessive interest in online porn contributing to more than half cases. Um, if these numbers are accurate, there's very, uh, a very sobering statistics. For every year for the past decade, there have been roughly 1 million divorces in the United States. If half of the people divorcing claim pornography as the culprit, that means there are 500,000 marriages annually that are failing due, due to pornography. Um, so let's take a look at this. Pornography might not be just the total underlying underlying cause, but um, it, because and you also have to remember in the 70s and 80s when the divorce rate hit its peak, um, then there were other circumstances. So uh, here we do have some things here. Um, we as a nation could benefit by asking ourselves some difficult questions with the pornography. Number one, how does obsessive porn use influence the one consuming it? Number two, how should a spouse respond to their partner's excessive use of porn? And number three, can couples learn to discuss the porn issue in an effective way? Um, and now I'm going to bring on our clinician tonight. Um, his name is Vito Di, Di Camillo, um, and he is a counselor. He has seen this stuff. He has seen couples in crisis and has had to counsel them. Um, so, Vito, are you there? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I'm here. The show. Thank welcome you. I appreciate it. Thank um, you so much. I appreciate it. Yes. Uh, what I want to do, uh, now that you know the issue on pornography, um, how does obsessive porn use influence the one consuming it? Okay. Um, there were three simple questions. Number two, how should a spouse respond to their partner's excessive use of porn? And can couples learn to discuss the porn issue in a positive way? 
So, but first, tell us your experience with this issue in in counseling. Well, I've dealt with a lot of people in this uh, particular area in um, counseling and people I've spoken with who have actually had the problem and what have you, and some who have been trying to avoid the problem. And um, everyone that I have personally dealt with has somehow, some way or another, when they get into it in any way, size, shape, or form, it affects them in ways that, um, how shall we say, a deterrent of what a, especially what a marital relationship is supposed to be and what a, um, what a true loving relationship should be because pornography just totally throws off any, any type of, um, what real love is supposed to be, what real relationships are supposed to be, because it's only basically what it amounts to is it's dealing with one area in particular, and that's satisfaction. It's self-satisfaction. It's satisfying the flesh. And because it does that and it centers around that, it just doesn't, uh, make for a good situation, especially not with a relationship, especially not with a marital relationship, because people get an image, a view of um, what a person um, is supposed They get one view through pornography and another view in real life with their spouse. And people expect to live up to that view. They expect to live up to that perspective. And uh, it be, seeing how all of pornography really um, entails is how to satisfy and how to be satisfied. There's no actual real satisfaction in it. And the people I've spoken with have, know that it's a problem because it takes away the whole concept of what real love is, what a real relationship is. And takes and makes a fantasy out of it all, because you'll never see any men or women in pornography with bad-looking bodies. You'll never see them uh, looking bad at all ever. And all you see is um, desire of the flesh being fulfilled, and that's not what a real relationship is all about, because a real, true, loving relationship goes way far above and beyond that. Real love does not, there's a difference in pornography, it throws off the whole concept of what real love is, what true love is. It's not even love pornography, it's love. Now, do the um, the women, do they think that, um, for example, if their guy is using it, do they think that he is cheating on her? I believe they do, and I've talked to several that have, and, it's, and I could see why it would be that way because they, when a when a man seems feels like he has to resort to that, he's getting he's trying to get he's getting a different view and a different perspective of what should be in his relationship, and that and because he has it from a pornographic view, he doesn't have the real view. He doesn't have the view as it should be, and he's expecting his spouse to live up to that. And that's not a fair thing. It's not a right thing. And it's degrading. It degrades her. It degrades everything she's about. And because he's looking at it, because he's studying it, because he says, oh, I wish I could. And he starts thinking in the act, I wish I could do that. You know, I wish my you know, spouse or whoever would be able to do all that. And what he doesn't understand is the reality of it is that's all like a smokescreen 
to what's real and what should be real. So when when you get a couple like that, what do you tell the couple? Well, first of all, I tell them, first off, you need to actually totally stop doing that because it's ruining you. And if you feel like you need that to keep you going as a couple, then you've lost the total perspective. You've lost communication. You've lost uh, everything that protect your love for each other because all you're doing is trying to fulfill your own desires with that. That's all you're trying to do. And with couples, I tell them there's a lot more to your relationship than sex alone, a lot more. Because whatever you do, however you treat your spouse before you actually tell them that you love them or anything, whatever you do to show it before that, gets lost in pornography. And when you're into the pornography, it just throws everything off kilter. And at that point, you gotta you got to look at it and say, wait a minute. All they're interested in is self-satisfaction. All they're interested in is a one-night stand. How can I be satisfied? That's it. And if you get away from that and talk to each other, find out what's going on with yourselves, with each other, and the act of love in a marital relationship is the deepest part of a relationship, and the reason why it also throws off the perspective of what love really is is because I went to a um, marriage seminar a number of years ago, and the pastor that spoke there, I mean, he hit it right on the nose. He said, actually, he says, the the act of sex should be the deepest act of love to be shown between two people, between a man and a woman. And when you attach pornography in in any way, you're throwing off everything that is right about what sex should be in the first place and how sex should be performed because whenever when you're okay. talking to each other you you have to realize that there's a whole lot more to your relationship than than uh, just than just sexual a whole lot more okay so then now with all the internet pornography that's out there and it's very rampant yes um, Okay, particularly what happens to a young boy, they first view it at the age of 10 or 11 these days, just so they can get it on the internet. Yes. And um, so uh, so then what happens by the time they get into their adult years to them? They, by the time they, they get into their they're they're already distracted by it because when a when a a young boy reaches puberty he's already curious sexually and if he's getting into that already at that age ten eleven or so he's already got the wrong perspective and the wrong perception of what sex is supposed to be how sex is supposed to be you know be performed and everything else and he start he starts viewing because he's so curious because boys at that age are very curious. He starts looking at all women the same way. All they want, you know, is what he's got, you know, between his legs, and that's it. And there's nothing else to show for that. There's no deep meaning in his life. And if you're trying to get involved with somebody in your later years and your adult years, when you have that perspective. You lose all. You, you're going to lose everything you could ever possibly have because your perspective came out of pornography. And there's so right. many links for that now. It's crazy how many links there are for that now. It's and and you could just and boy, I could see young boys like looking at it and they're piquing their curiosity and they're like, oh my gosh, wow, is this what it's all about? And 
they're, because they're curious, their hormones are kicking in at the same time. So guess what? They got a wrong perspective. They're throwing it out there, and they don't know what the real meaning of real love is. Right. Genuine love. Uh, so, right. So then what can happen to them physically? What can happen to them physically? Actually, with that kind of thing, it could actually ruin their bodies. It causes you to... Um, it, your organs don't work right after a while. It causes a lot of pain. It causes a lot of degradation. You're trying to make someone live up to that. What pornography is causing you to um, see in a, in a per, pornography is trying to get you to see in a person. They're objects. In pornography, it's all objects, not real people. And because they're not real people, that because they're objects, pornography makes them all objects, Later on, that's what everybody's going to be to you as an object instead of a real person. You love a real person. You get involved with a real person. You talk to a real person, not somebody that doesn't want a commitment because no, I have yet to know of a, of a pornography thing or anything like it that looks for no commitment, just fun. If you go the, that way all your life, you're never going to be able to be involved with anyone and really show love towards them, really show them how concerned you are about them, how deeply you care, because it's going to throw the whole thing off. Because that's what pornography does. It makes an object out of a person. It makes a fantasy, something that isn't really there, something that shouldn't be there. And when you're that so, deceived for that long, it's says, horrible. Can, so then suppose he he um, says he, he is in a relationship, but it's with his computer. The relationship with a... <laughs> how can you be in a relationship well, uh, with an animate object? <laughs> well, how can you realistically can, be... Yeah, is, I, I've heard that before. Is, yeah, yeah, okay. I've heard that one before. Mm-hmm. And you can't be in a, in a relationship with an inanimate object because they can't feel like a human being can. And when you're into that, into it that badly and that deeply, <laughs> you have a problem already because you don't know what it is to be that way with a real person in a real situation. And pornography just dispels all that, just throws all that out the window, and it's like, oh, this is what could be. And it's like, no, because it it throws off the perspective completely of what genuine, real, deep, human, intimate, heartfelt love really is, what it should be, what it's meant to be, and it makes it all a fantasy. It fantasizes all of it. Right, it does. But you might get somebody saying that, oh, well, he wants to marry his computer. And this day and age, with gay marriage going forth, who knows what our our courts are going to put forth? Well. (laughs) I know you're thinking about that one. Go ahead, you can ask. But I'm being dead serious, okay? I know, I know you. I know, I'm not, I'm... (laughs) I know because I know that's part of what's going on now, too, and I know you're dead serious about it, and I understand that, but it's like I know people that would rather do that. They'll be married to their computer rather than to a person because they their perspective is totally off already by them when they, want, when they got to that point. When they're so deep into it that they want to marry their computer instead because they got that perspective, of what sex is. Sex also um, goes into human trafficking and everything else because it's all a matter of perspective. It's all, and it's very serious. It's all a matter of perspective. It's a matter of how you see a person. It's a matter of how you feel. It's a matter of what perspective do you have of a person when you see them. Do you see a woman as an object or a human being? What, what, how do you see a woman? How? And if you see them in a pornographic way, you're not seeing a real person. 
You're not seeing them for what they're supposed to be, not for what they should be, an actual human being with feelings and everything else. And it's throwing off every perspective, everything that you could possibly think of that would be good about that person. It's to them, pornography makes them an object instead of a real person. And that's horrible because God knows I've been, I mean, I just, I got into um, doing a uh, campaign. I've actually talked to some people who uh, one person actually, um, told me that they knew somebody that had to nail somebody for human trafficking. And they asked him, why do you do it? He says, because, because they look like something that I could just buy and sell. And I said, that's what pornography does to them. It makes everybody look like an object instead of a real person. And it's a horrible thing. It's a totally horrible thing. Because when you get into it that deeply, you're losing all perspective of what human life is, where the heart is, where the mind is. So it affects you spiritually, too. It's a downer spiritually. Because the spirit is the most powerful part of man. It controls every other part of a person's being. And when the spirit's caught up in that, no, you just lost it absolutely lost it because you're not looking at them as a person anymore. You're looking at them as an object and you shouldn't. That's not how people are. People are people. They're human beings and they need to be looked at that way, not as objects. Right. Okay. Let me ask you though, do you think that plenty of men today look at women as just objects? More than I, uh, Unfortunately, more than I care to think or realize, because I see it happen all the time, I see it on Facebook, I see it in other places, I hear the whistles, I hear the, I see the gestures where these men look like, you know, they all they want to do is get themselves off on somebody, and um, yeah, they, they look at women as objects, because, uh, you know, that's basically the only thing that they've ever really been into when they that's what that does too it gives you it makes the women an object not a person when a person's when a person is converted changed into an object they're nothing it's degrading too that's very degrading for a woman for anybody but more a woman because if you're looking at her from that perspective you're not looking at the person for what she really is and what she should be to you because that, that, it's not love. We all know that already. It's not love by any means. All it is is a fulfillment, a temporary desire fulfillment. And when it's nothing more than that, forget it. Because when men, because I've seen some posts on Facebook where these men are showing their stuff, you know, and these women are complaining about it. And, they're, you know, and these women are fed up with it. And I'm like, where do you get off doing that to the woman? And they think that will impress the woman. The majority of the women, I guarantee you, won't be impressed with that because they want a real man. And what's a real man? A real man is someone who loves you, cares about you, is going to give their all for you and everything else. That's what a real man is. Real love, not pornography. Genuine love. You know how to show real love? (laughs) You know. But in t- in today's world, again, with kids being exposed to this stuff at the age of 11, you know, 10 or 11, um, we have come into a hyper-sexualized world. Yes, we have, very much so. And, and the only thing that go ahead. sells is sex, you know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, when and, you, and so therefore yeah, I do. this porn has kind of upped the ante on everything. Don't you? Oh yeah, it, is. it has, definitely has. Right. I mean these um these uh uh celebrities feel as though they have to make sex tapes now. And oh yes, and that's get, horrible. And they right, and they get they they say that it's leaked to fool the American public, but it's not leaked. Okay, it is done on purpose. Yes. Okay. Sometimes, a lot of times for money. 
see yes. a couple okay. doing it is like public, a big money maker now. The American public believes that it is it is done it is leaked. Okay. <laughs> they were, yeah, and, they do believe it unfortunately because that's what the media wants them to believe. And it is not leaked. It is done on purpose. That's right. To, sure to get is. Recognition. Yes. So, um, and and that's the type of society that we live in. Yes, that's um, right, and it's very unfortunate too. But, but let, let me ask you, um, and and I'm going to say this too: women view this stuff as well, and folks, women, yes. um, you know, it affects women in other ways too because women think that they have to look like this. Yes. And again, um, it goes so on the wrong go perspective. Surgeries and yes. um, and they try to keep their man happy. Yes. And 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 it costs a lot of money. Yes. So um so the the therefore you have this never ending circle of of hypersexuality. And it's image. Part of, it's image too. When it, right. when want to change their image. image as well, yeah, part of it. That's why they want to spend so much money doing all that because they they feel they got you know it'll, if it changes their image, maybe they'll be more attractive to somebody. Unfortunately, when you do that, you're attracting the wrong people instead of trying to be yourself. Yeah, but they don't think that they're attracting the wrong person. They they don't think so ahead. in the beginning. Until they find out later on that they are, it's like the old adage: you don't know what you have until you, uh, if you if you lose something, and you find out later on that it was good to lose it, you don't you don't look back, you don't want to look back. It's all a matter of perspective. It's a matter of image. Women will worry about their image because of what you know they think the man wants. And they do the plastic surgery and this and that. And what does it do? It messes up the total perspective of what a, a, a good man, a loving man, a kind man, a genuine man who loves, knows how to love, knows how to care, will not care about that with a woman. He's like, you know what? I want you just the way you are. You don't need to change for me. I accepted you. I looked at you. I was attracted to what I saw. I was attracted by what I I saw in you, not by just what I saw physically. But if because women will spend tons and tons of money to try to change their image because they think it's going to attract the right person, and unfortunately, in 99.9 percent of the cases, it doesn't. So they just want somebody, a little fulfillment here and there. And what happens, it's never really fulfilled. Right. And so then they have an underlying disorder, common disorder, called depression. That's that's right. It goes into depression and everything else. Right. And and that needs to be treated and looked into. Um, yes, it does. Right, right. But and, and anyhow, um, you know, and, and uh, I want to say that pornography is just totally, it's just, it's just a menace to society. Um, I, Absolutely. I remember go, going back to the um, six, well, no, the 70s and 80s where you yes. had to actually go out to get this stuff. It was not readily available in your home. I remember that and, as well. And it was very difficult to, to you know, e- even get it, but it was more controlled and families had a safe haven. Um, children were protected from it. And that's another thing we're going to get into a little bit, is the, the child porn that's on, on the rise. Um, right. Okay. Because of it, um, you know, and and so who, you wonder whose idea was it to make it so readily available? You know, whose idea? Yeah. You know, 
And for that's that's purpose? true. It had to be a person who was just looking into making money somehow. And even if it's free, there's still money being made somewhere because even on the free sites, believe it or not, at some point you got to pay somewhere. So they're making money because of what they show for free first. And if they can make money that way by what by what uh, the person has already seen, it'd be like, oh, I want some more of this. Because with that, the more you have, the more you want, unfortunately. Because it's, it's t- touching your flesh. It's touching your desires. Desires that shouldn't even be. Not like that, anyway. Right. And so it goes into perversion. But, right. So w- wouldn't that not be considered cheating? Be considered what? Cheating? Cheating. If you're, especially if yes. you're in a relationship. Yes, of course. And that's a cheating heart. It's a cheating heart because they're trying to go for something that isn't there as opposed to what already is and what could be more meaningful to them. Cheating hearts never win, and winning hearts don't cheat. They don't. So then, you know, so then go back to that that old thing, then how, how does a marriage survive this? How does a marriage survive this? Both of them need to sit down, look at each other, check each other, talk to each other, get involved with each other's uh, lives, um, get more deeply into their communication and stuff, and um, make it so you don't want it. You don't want the other stuff. You don't need the other stuff because you got love right there, staring you in the face. You got it, and you got everything you need in front of you. You may not always get along, but hey, that's what marriage could be. Marriage is about too. But how do you fix it? How do you do it? You continue to communicate. You continue to work on good. Anything good in this life, especially relationships, take work. And lots of it. Some relationships take more work than others, but every relationship takes work of some sort. And that's what you do to work things out with each other. And at that point, if you if you really anything you want, there's a sports expression: you gotta wanna, you gotta want it. If you want that person, if you love that person, if you feel the same way you felt about them when you first got involved with them. You're not going to want to do the pornography or anything else to detract on that because you know that's all a bunch of junk. You already know that. You've already seen it. And you're like, ew, <laughs> who needs this? Because you, know, you don't need any more degradation. You don't need any more uh, depression because you get into depression when you, uh, when you start losing every perspective of uh, – of what love really is, and you tell a couple, you know, if either one of you's into it, get out of it. You don't need it. You have each other. You got a lot to do with each other. You love each other. Show it. And my thing is, you show a person you love them before you tell them, because when you tell them, and they doubt it, that means you may not be showing them enough. Or maybe you're not doing something that maybe you should be doing, because there should be no doubt when a when a, a couple tells each other that they love each other because of what's been shown before it's said. I have a thing about that myself, and that's what I tell couples. I say you don't need the pornography because the pornography is a fantasy. It's all fantasy. It's all lies. It's all deceit. True love in a relationship is accepting each other for what you are and for who you are and acting on that love. That's what true love really is. Pornography throws all that out the window. So you really don't need it at all. When you lose perspective, you have a problem. Because pornography throws out all the good stuff. It throws out all the good perspective of what love is in it, and it it just makes a mess out of the whole situation. 
you have a couple standing in front of you, or one of them's into porno, or maybe both of them are into it, you say, you know, you guys need to either quit or you're done. The relationship is done because you're fantasizing, you're doing what you shouldn't be doing, and it's going to mess you up. It's already messing you up. That's why you're here. I've talked to many couples in that way. Yeah. So now, okay, here it is. Okay, we have my group here, studentsforbetterfuture.com. We have uh-huh. the small trafficking wing. Um, we're doing our very best that we can with the means that we can to fight right. this stuff. Pornography uh-huh. is a multi-billion dollar um, uh, industry. Um, you know, and and um, I, I will tell you, you know what happened? I'm going to tell you a story. The other day I went to my son's soccer game. Um, it was down um, at Fort Fort Dix in New Jersey, and the um, uh, and and the, the college kids were there from Rutgers. Yeah. They were serving uh-huh. refreshments, and, and you know what? This made my day. Um, I had That's the good. shirt on human trafficking, and uh, I went up to get a refreshment. The young gal came out, and she actually came out of the stand. And she looked at my shirt, and she she gave me a hug. Wow! And I said, well, nice. I said, "Wow, do I know you?" She goes, "No." She goes, um, "She goes, I like your shirt." Um, wow! And then she said to me, "She said this is very big here in our state, and." She said it's due to the same the same thing I'm telling you, the internet porn and that college folks view this, students are viewing this constantly, and um, she tries to tell them that, and um, so she she uh, gave me my refreshments, and you know what that kind of made my day. I bet it did. You know, I mean, not the fact that. We get millions like the uh, like the porn groups do, or like the right. porn. You know, we don't get millions yes. like that. But uh-huh. it was a simplified hug that made That's my wonderful. day. That's wonderful. You know, That's and, great. and that was worth more than the millions. Of course, That's priceless. And, that hug was um, priceless. So. I said to her, I, you know, of course, I, I gave her my card and all that, and I said to her um, to hang in there, you know, and and she said, she's, I'm going to hang in there, and she goes, nice. you're my inspiration. Wonderful. And, and I said, you know what? You're mine also. Oh, and, that's sweet. And, uh, yes, and that hug from that student just went it, it just blew my mind. And I bet um, it did. So yes. At a soccer game. You know, and that's um, that's great. So, so uh I said, you know, I said, we're on even though we're on the raw end of the stick, okay, we particularly we as parents we are tired of seeing our young kids have to go through this. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, and coming from a, a household and being a mom, um, you know, and when, especially when you have two family income, you're tired as hell when you come home from work. You know? Sure. You can't always control and police your kid 100% all the time. They're That's going to right. get into stuff. They simply are. Yes. You know, and the less the less stuff available for them to get into, you know, the better off, the easier it is to make our job. And yes. And furthermore, you know, like we, our kids go out and play with other kids, you know, and if it's going on in this household, it's going to be going on in another household. Exactly. If so, that kind of stuff spreads. Yes. 
what right. So, you know, you can't always be cognizant of what's going on in the other household. You know, they yes. may have porn all over the walls, you know. That's that's true. They may have um you know what I'm saying? Yes, so I know exactly what you're that's saying. Yeah. What 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 kind of difficult problem this is in, in families? Yes, you know, and, and it's unfortunate. It tears them up. Mhm. So if they don't get it through um, education, through particularly the mom and dad, you know yes. where they're going to get it from. Yeah, that's right, because it starts at home. That kind of education of any sort starts at home. It begins at home with your kids especially. So anything you should right. learn, anything you need to learn as a child, it starts at home. Because when they try to go out in the world and get it the way the world is today, they're going to get every other thing but what they really need. That's why it starts at home first. That's so, why you got to have loving, why? caring parents, too. Right. You know, I, I mean, it's not foolproof. You know, nothing ever will no, be foolproof. No, of course, no, nothing ever is. That's true. You know, um, yes. but you do you have to educate them on, on the pitfalls of this. And of course. so, um, you know, but my fear is this, is, you know, it, there's so many broken homes. And, and so many broken oh, homes due to this, you know. That's true, yes. Um, that the children are still suffering from it. Of course, and that's unfortunate, yes, that's true. Because they you lost know? the whole perspective of what life and family life is supposed to be. And yes, it affects so, them greatly. So, right. Um and, and then if they see this stuff on the net, they're going to say, oh, well, you know, if somebody else is doing it, I could do it, you know. Let me try this because kids are curious. Right. Let me try this and see if it works. And if it doesn't, they're depressed again because they already lost the perspective <laughs> to trying it that way because it didn't start at home. They didn't get it at home. So when kids are curious – they want to know things, and if they don't get the, uh, the what they need at home, then they're going to go out and explore. And when you go out and explore in this world, forget it. You're just not going to get what you need. That's right. And th- they're now going to think that this is normal. And, too, I, right. I want to mention the fact, and, and especially to any kid. Um, yes. It is so easy in this day and age to do a selfie. Okay? Yeah, oh, yes. And, yes. And, and well, you, I know you know what I mean by that, Vito. You can take your clothes off, okay, and mm-hmm. take a picture of any part of your body or video of any part of your body doing any kind of act and upload it to the Internet anywhere. Yes. You know, yes. Let, let me let's oh, yeah. ask this purpose. Let's ask this what purpose does that do? Does it really serve a purpose? I'll say it serves the wrong purpose. It, it, they think that whoever's doing it thinks it serves the purpose that maybe they might find somebody that might be interested in that uh, selfie and they might want to somehow or another find out who that person is and get to know them and things like that. Again, it all falls under perspective because when people start getting into doing that kind of thing and exposure and taking body parts and pictures like that, it's a lot of insecurity, too, involved in that because they, because of what they already – because a lot of people that are in that way also have a very bad self-image. And because they have a bad self-image, they want to try to improve on that image. So what they do is they take pictures – they take selfies, which unfortunately are way too easy to take on the computer and what have you, and they give people an image. They try to give an image of what they think people might be interested in. And when the wrong people answer it and they say, oh, you know, me, I want to get to know you or something like that, then maybe when they they start finding this out that the wrong people are answering and they're like, wait a minute. <laughs> you know, then 
and the perspective changes at that point because it's all a matter of self-image too. It's a matter of how you feel about yourself because those people that do that kind of thing, all they're interested in is who, you know, maybe I could interest somebody by showing them my face, by showing them a body part or something else. Maybe they'll be impressed. Maybe they'll want to get to know me. And it's like, right. and when you do try that, you're finding out, uh-oh, I shouldn't have done that. And I say, absolutely. Because, again, it's a matter of perspective. It's all a matter of perspective. It's a matter of how you view a person. A body part doesn't define a person. It's the whole person that does, not a body part. Right. So, but yeah, but people don't think that, you know. That's and true, they, and that's, um, how, that's because of what society's teaching them. That's why. That's why they and, don't think that because society teaches otherwise. And some people think that. Um, uh, that porn is good in the way that it teaches you how to have sex. <laughs> that, that's What's a mistake too. Go ahead. That's a, that's a mistake already, because if you want to go by that as to how to do it, then you have no idea what it's like to be able to do that and have it have it mean something, because. All they're doing in the porn is trying every which way, and it looks good to some, but guess what? Everybody does it differently, and everybody is satisfied differently. There's different people are satisfied in different ways. And part of a loving relationship is finding out how to satisfy your spouse that way. And pornography throws that all off because it generalizes everything. It says, well, here's how you do it. Here's what you do. And it shows different other things, different positions, different so-and-so. Without getting into detail, I would say, no, (laughs) you're getting a totally warped view of what having sex with your spouse is all about because that's a, that's a whole different ball game there because it takes all the love out of it. And if that's, how, if that's what you're depending on, have you ever asked each other what the, you know, about that? Have you ever talked about it on an intimate level and saying, you know, what, how, what, what do you enjoy? What do you like? What pleases you, you know, and sometimes you got to explore, and then other times your your spouse can tell you. Some people don't know how to be satisfied, but that's where exploration comes in at, and that's another ball game right there. But in pornography, no, 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 no. It's all general. It's all, uh, you know, how can I do it and get it done and get it over with? And, I mean, I... I remember vividly, um, I mentioned this to you earlier, um, this um, this lady who uh, was part of a dating service that I was a part of, and this still blows me away to this day that she even said this. Um, she calls me out of the blue asking me to meet her, and when she asked me to meet her, she says, we got to have sex when I come up here. I said, why? She says, because I got to do that. And I'm like, I think you got a wrong perspective of why to meet somebody. And if you're depending on pornography to do that, to satisfy, it won't satisfy. That's the problem because you're going to keep wanting it and wanting it and wanting that it that way. And all it's doing is a temporary pleasure, temporary pleasure, temporary pleasure. You're not going to get any fulfillment out of it. If that's the direction you want to go to try to see how to do it. That's, I guarantee you that a lot of the people that do that porno stuff probably don't, don't know the first thing about what it is to be, to have, to, to sexually fulfill somebody in a real way. They want to look good in front of the camera, a lot of them too. That's why they do it that way too. That's, that's where the total perspective of that goes out the window. Because it's like you're trying to do that to satisfy your spouse. No. Because I'll bet you that person will never really be satisfied if it looks, because that's what they're depending on. It's degrading to do that. It's totally, it, absolutely it degrading. I personally think that it's degrading to, to men 
too, men and women. But yes, men of too, course. And they don't see it. It is. Unfortunately, it's not that the, some of them. It's not that they don't see it. So they don't, maybe they don't want to see it because that's what their that's what their mindset is already. But some of them, yeah, it would be. I, I know it'd be degrading to me. I no. <laughs> you know, you know, I I never needed it, and um, thank God. And um, I can't see. I can, I've talked to many young men that would surprise the heck out of you to know that that also makes them feel low because if if they are trying that with a woman in the way the pornography shows. It's like, why aren't you being satisfied? I'd be like, oh, maybe it's because that's what you're depending on. And did you show? Did you tell your lover first? Have you showed her your lover first instead of just trying to get 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 into her? You know, get her pants off or something like that. Is that what? You, is that all you're trying to do instead of getting to know her, getting to love her that way? Not that way yet, but when the time comes, that way. You know, I mean. It, it, it it's degrading for both men and women. Totally degrading. Totally depressing. It it it's all about self-image. It's all about a wrong self-image. It's all about a wrong perspective. Where men and women are human beings, meant to be treated that way, not to be treated like objects. Never meant to be treated like objects. And pornography, all it does is teaches you how teaches uh, uh, teaches you how how to be an object to somebody. It's all it does. Right, and it teaches men to be uh, like a total animal aggressor, which I like know men are not. Like a muffin type. No, they're not. Yes. Like the stud muffin, yes. and the and the stud muffin gets to find out really quick. That that stud muffin part of him is going to wear out eventually, because when that part actually starts dissipating a little bit and the real person comes out, he's going to go, "Why can't I have anybody?" That's because you relied too much on that. That 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 actually ruins a person's self-image, man or woman. Real right. love, real love, is. The whole person. Pornography is an image. It's a fantasy. It's not real. Right. And I, I want to say that um, it, pornography affects the women, too. And I want to let the, the guys know this because they always think that, oh, I'm picking on them, you know, and you don't uh-huh. like this or, or, or put, them out, put out that I'm jealous or something. But... Right. The women, this message to the women, you know, is that you look fine the way you are. You know, you don't see women want to please guys. Okay. Right. That's like yeah. like the predator prey relationship. They want to please the guys. You know, so they have to do a lot of stuff to themselves to attract. You know, and uh-huh. so so they will go. And, you know, like I said before, they will go and do the plastic surgery. You know, they will do that stuff to their body just to please. You know? And and I have young girls age 16 and 17 getting breast implants. Yes. You know, for that reason. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I've heard of that. The girls don't need that. No, they don't. In some cases... Yeah, some cases the parents have gotten uh, their daughter's breast implants for graduation. You know, right. and I, I, I blame the parents for that. Oh yeah, of uh-huh. course. Right. They're buying into the image thing. They're buying into maybe I could do this to help my daughter be pleasing to somebody. If you feel you need that, you're pre- you're trying to please the wrong the wrong man. You're trying to please the wrong type of person. The real person, the genuine person, a loving person, will love you for you, not for what they wish you were. And that all falls into that. So, uh, right. So, we, so we we have this society now where this thing has taken over, and I, I'll be honest with you, it has taken over. 
You know, yes, it's almost it has. everywhere. Absolutely. Yes. I mean, I don't want to go on the internet, you know, once in a while and see none of that stuff, you know, because it right. comes up through pop ups, you know, yes. and people say, oh, just close it. No. It even comes up okay. on your phone sometimes when you're trying to make a phone call, it pops up, and right. you're like, how did this get on here? Right. It comes up there. It comes up on your tablets. And yes, two, when yes. you get into the fact, uh, I didn't do this with you yet, um, that uh, employers have a problem with people viewing this at work on their cell phones oh, or their yes. tablets. Yes. And um, employees get fired for that. Of course. You know, now, I, I mean, that's not the employer's fault, okay? But no. it brings up this issue now because it's so readily available that it now is filtered into these areas of life. And the other area, aside from relationships, is employment. Um, yes. And and uh, also law enforcement has said that, you know, they see a lot of people driving and viewing it on the phones, on their cell phones. Yeah, like oh, yeah. Cause oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yes. I've or, talked to a few cops know, that have gone to investigate some accidents, and uh, not here, of course, but I could tell you some stories about what some policemen found when they went to go investigate cause of death. That would blow you so, away if you found out, probably. Right. Where years ago we never had this issue, you know. That's right. And That's true. I don't want to say that it's that um, my free speech friends will come up and say, "Oh, well, I'm trying to shut down the Constitution." Okay. <laughs> well. Yeah. Because because, and and actually, internet porn was considered free speech by the Supreme Court in 1978. Yes. Uh, under artistic. And this was before the internet had come out. Yeah, that's Um, true. Let me say this to you. Mm -hmm. um, Internet pornography is crony free speech, okay? Number one. Yes. And number two, the Supreme Court incorrectly made a decision by defining it as a right, okay? A right folks, is something that is given to you by God. Like, for example, the right to eat. Absolutely. That's right. Okay. Something that the human body needs. Okay. The internet porn, um, and our group has classified it, along with it as being crony free speech, in the fact that this very very issue, it's supposed Uh to be a privilege. Yes. Not a right. Okay. That's right. And That's and so it is true. a privilege to view. Okay. And once that privilege is is violated, it can be taken away. And it is violated of course. many, many ways. It is violated well, yes. you know, when people self indulge and then do and they become addicted to it, they violate their own self. Okay. Oh yes. And the addiction yes. that leads to child porn they violate that too. They yes, it does. It does. It, um, yeah, I'm here. Yeah, um, child porn. So, so, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was going to just say something about the child porn. The child pornography again. When they talk about freedom and stuff, the only the only right there is is a God given right. That's it. And when That's the pornographic right. industry won the right to free speech, it's like, wait a minute, you're violating the Constitution because the Constitution was actually founded also, as well as the Declaration, under godly principles. And when you violate that, you're violating what God ordered for men and women that way. Pornography shouldn't be considered free speech because it isn't, because it's a bondage. When it's something becomes a bondage instead of a choice, that it's no longer a choice. It's no longer a choice. Then, it, when it's something's a bondage, it means you're addicted to it, and then it's no longer something that it should even be. You shouldn't even do it or have it. Anything that does that to you, if it does, if it does something positive, yeah, okay, 
fine. But free speech with porn? No. It it shouldn't be, and it, because it it violates everything that's supposed to be what free speech is all about. Because you're you're when you start getting addicted to something like that, it's then you're you're losing the whole perspective of what it was originally intended. For anybody to talk to me about rights, I say the only rights you have are God-given, period. No other rights need to be. I got to cut you. We're out of time. Okay. Thank you for coming on our show. My pleasure, and thank you for having me. Yes, definitely. Um, I'd love to be on again sometime. And, folks, we are out of time. And until next week when we bring you Black Liberation Theology, um, this is Doreen Finkel. I'm your host of Students for Better Future Radio, and we'll see you then. Thank you very much.